to see Julius Randle outplay the NBA MVP. What's going on? This is Jailers from Nick of Time Show here giving you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time and you are watching our weekly Knicks recap show. And today I have a few guests with me. First and foremost, you know who he is. Mr. Reliable. Mr. Man. The myth. The legend. The guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G is in the building. Damn right he's in the building. All right. Also back with us today, friend of the show. Calls the story the last time he was here. <laughs> Our guy, the DSJ and Kevin Knox defender, D-Trap. <laughs> what's up, yo? What's up? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on once again. Ready to talk some Knicks. Absolutely, absolutely. Man, it's been an eventful week. Knicks basketball has started when we first got together before, right? It was only preseason. And there's been a few things that I, I've noticed, and I'm sure you guys have noticed as well, that should be interesting to talk about, to say the least. Um, and we, we are going to, you know, revisit our point guard discussion that we had earlier. But before we even get to that stuff, we need to talk about... Julius Randle, man. Julius Randle is out here balling. He's turning believe non-believers into believers. No handle Randle certainly has handle now. The turnovers are cut down. He's not doing the spin moves. He's he's picking people off. Who is this man? And what happened to the Randle I saw last year? Like <laughs> I I don't I don't understand what what have you seen different from Randall this year? And do you feel like your position on Randall from this year to last year has changed on like what you want to do with him? Uh, I'll start your D-Trav. All right, yo, it's funny that you bring up this topic because um, on the last episode of my show, Julius Randall was main topic of discussion. And basically, you know, the people that I had on there, you know, my friend Haran and my friend Jerome, they were saying that it's crazy that Knicks fans want Julius Randall traded where he was a 20 and 10 guy and they say he's valuable to the team. It was just his first year. And I actually agree with them as far as, you know, even last year, I think he made a comment. I don't know who he was talking to, right? And when the fans was like getting on him last year, mm -hmm. they basically, he basically was saying like, take it easy guys, I'm working on something. I'm trying something new this year. So I don't know what he meant by that. Mm -hmm. If he was trying to be the centerpiece, he never was the centerpiece of a team before. So he was trying to figure out how he can help the team win and what's best for the team. So he figured, like, you know, the point guard battle was, you know, up in the air. So he felt he wanted to handle the ball more and help his teammates. But um, I don't know. This year, Kenny Payne came in. Coach Tom Timido came in. You also got Mike Woodson. And he seems like he, he's, he's bought in. I mean, he still handles the ball, but he's looking to pass way more than he did last year. It's actually sometimes in a game where he does a move and he's by the rim and you think he's gonna sh he should shoot it yeah. and he kicks it and he, mm -hmm. and he kicks it out and I'm like lay the ball up yeah but I, I, you know <laughs> but I, I I guess like one thing you notice about the Knicks that's constant this year um throughout all three games is that the, the team defense is better Absolutely. and every everybody is the ball movement is better 
So everybody has bought in on the defensive end and, and in passing the ball. And Julius Randle is one of the main reasons. Also because, you know, once you gave, once you used to give it to him last year, he used to be kind of a black hole, you know. But this year, he's 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 passing he's passing the ball. So. Yeah, that's why a lot of the fans were on him actually last year because yeah, yeah. it seemed like he was a black hole and he he tried to take on the world when he had teammates mm-hmm. and it was frustrating. Mm-hmm. It was frustrating to watch. But nine assists first game, mm-hmm. uh, seven assists the last game. He's definitely stepped up in that regard. So kudos Julius Randle for taking his game to the next level. Um, what do you want to add to that, Ryan? My stance with Julius Randle is like last season. Understandably, so I was I was very upset with Julius Randle. I was like, yo, I don't yeah. know why we signed this dude. We need mm-hmm. we need to get him out of here and this and that. But now this season, I've kind of softened my stance. And depending on how the Knicks are towards the trade mm-hmm. deadline, would deter would determine for me whether we keep Julius Randle or trade him because I'm still in the process of rebuilding the team and. If, if certain players can get us, like, a big piece to come or if certain players can get us, like, a, a first-round pick, whatever the case may be, I'm still for trading that player. But, you know, if that player is, like, showing that he's really, truly improving the team, then, you know, then I'd be for keeping that player and see if we could try to build around what we have, you know, with the team at the moment. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Like, D-Trav, I know you got your, your friends was like, I don't understand why we want to trade him. Like it, they were kind of empty stats. I'm a, I'm a. He he wasn't really playing defense. He played defense mm-hmm. in spurts. Um, he was a black hole for sure. But you know what? Not only is he trying to figure it out. I, I blame I blame Fizdale, man. Right, the coaching. The, yes, the coaching, coaching was. At- he was buddying, balling everybody. He really didn't hold anybody accountable, and you can mm-hmm. see the difference. The the difference in. The way the team played when Fisdale left, when Mike Miller took over, you saw the difference right. with Randall, and even more so with Tibbs and Kenny Payne and these guys. Right. So yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, last year was I, I don't know why I had this feeling, but it felt like Marcus Morris and Julius Randall was running the team last year. Like they oh, they were. They yeah. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know. So yeah, they they absolutely were running the team, and. <laughs> And there was no structure. There was no real offense. There was no real X and O's being run. That was more of a, a Mike Miller thing, and it's certainly more of a Tom Thibodeau thing. So I, that, that's that's especially what's going on now. When it comes to what Ryan was saying about moving him, I'm not gonna lie. Make me seeing Randall play this way is making me go, hmm. huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this is this real? Can he keep this up? Like he's shooting threes now. Like he's playing defense. All right, I know the ultimate goal for me, right, is always going to be develop Obi Toppin because Obi Toppin. I mean, he's only played one game. He has been having injury problems, calf calf problems already. Uh, can't skip a leg day. I keep saying, <laughs> can't skip leg day, man. Strain calf. Uh, you know, <laughs> but. We want to clear the way for Obi Toppin, but with Randall here, it gives it gives Obi Toppin room to make some mistakes without the pressure on him. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. And exactly. oh, you want to? Did you want to add something? No, I was going to say exactly. And uh, how many years is left on uh, Julius Randall contract? This is the second second year. One more season. Yeah. 
we can, so we can we pick up his option. He, it's a three-year. It's a three-year deal. We can pick up his option at the end of the season to complete the third year. Yeah, we, like you said, I think um, I don't think Ob will be ready probably until his sophomore year. So why not have Julius Randle stay here until Ob is ready to go? I mean, he still has a lot to work on. He can learn from Julius Randle as far as you know, as far as being um, a professional NBA player. You know, Julius Randle seemed to take take him under his wing and you know is actually talking to him a lot during you know the preseason. So hopefully that continues and. Um, you know, we, we, we'll give him some time to grow instead of throwing him out and then into the fire and then saying like, oh, this guy is garbage, man. Look, right. he can't do this and he can't mm-hmm. do that, you know? Yeah, you know, I agree with you, but I'm kind of with Ryan mm-hmm. as well. It's like, if Obi Toppin is developing at a speed that makes me comfortable with moving Randall for another piece or like another playmaker or shooter at another position, then I, right. I would do it. But as of yeah. now, I'm kind of looking at Obi and I'm just like, all right, cool. You see he has something, right? The passing is already there. Right. That's probably better than most people have even imagined. Um, The scoring hasn't come around yet. He's been 42% from three in college, but it hasn't really translated in the NBA. The only game he's played, he's been jacking up threes that first game. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what I have to say about that? I think uh, it it was an adjustment to the NBA, right? Because in college... He's used to cutting to the basket and finishing over everybody. And now he's in the NBA, like, oh, these guys are seven feet, six, eleven. They they they're bigger and stronger. Yeah, he's just. So now he's picking and popping more because he figured like, wow, you know, these guys are a little strong and bigger. So now he's shooting more threes instead of actually cutting to the basket. So he has to adjust. Like there was no summer camp. I mean, it was no uh, yeah, summer no ball. summer league. Yeah, 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 no summer league. So now he got to adjust to the you know the players. Yeah, you're in right. The NBA. No, nah, yeah, you're right. You have. He has to adjust to a player. So you don't know when he's going to be ready yet on the offensive end. But we'll we'll soon, soon come. It, it sucks that, you know, the news came out that he's a cash drain and he's going to miss, what was it, like six to ten? Yeah, six games. Uh, yeah, they said about six games. Yeah, Six games, which is a lot to me right now <laughs> in the short <laughs> yeah. season. <laughs> Trying yeah. to get acclimated with no training camp, no pre, like four preseason games. It's just like it's a little frustrating, but uh, – yeah. Hopefully he'll be able to turn that corner. Um, but yeah, Yo, kudos to Julius Randle, man. Tom Thibodeau, coach of the year. I'm I, my favorite Knicks. Only, only, only four, only three games in. It's my favorite Knicks coach already. <laughs> so, so wait, are you going to give all the credit to Tom Thibodeau, or are you going to give it to the entire coaching staff? Because we have a lot of new co- coaches on the team that I mean, this whole staff, man. Leon, the coaching <laughs> staff. Uh, uh, World Wide West. Shout out to World Wide West. You know, Mike Woodson was also known for helping developing players too. He got J.R. Smith to buy in. Mm-hmm. You know, he got Carmelo to buy in. You know, when they had Jason Kidd. You know, so you know it's probably all three of them: Kenny Payne, Woodson, Tom Thibodeau. You know, that's like you, you heard of Jesus working miracles. They got <laughs> Knicks fans out here praising Julius Randle. If that's not a miracle. <laughs> I mean, right. it is Christmas just did just pass, but if that's not a miracle, I don't know what is, man. Like, really? Right. I would say one thing though. One thing uh, I like the passing by the team. I like the passing by Julius Randle. But as far when you get to elite uh, the defending teams, sometimes they jump in the air a little bit too much and pass the rock. Like, like I said, sometimes when you see he could finish, he, he's in the air. Mm-hmm, he gets yeah. caught. He tried to kick it. Kick, it works sometimes, right? But it, against good defenders, you you can see that being a steal. You know. No, yeah. you're absolutely right, man. He, he he sometimes he does kind of wait until the last minuscule second to pass the ball and he gets in trouble. 
but right. he's yeah. been it's been working so far. I mean, last game he only had two turnovers, which is a, yes. another miracle. Water to wine, Julius Randle, two turnovers. Another miracle that just happened, and it's just like, oh, I, I like where it's going. I like where it's going, Julius Randle. We're going to keep it moving. All right. So, yeah, so Julius Randle, we're, we're proud of you so far. Uh, don't be so upset in your player, uh, in your media meetings because he always looks pissed off and mad like he watches where everybody Because he's about him. to be traded. <laughs> <laughs> he was about to be traded. He approached this season. Look, from every media interview from, from media day on, he knew he was in trade rumors. <laughs> they were trying to ship him out from Mike Conley, and he was tight. And he was. Yeah. That's why. That's what you was saw, on his face. He wasn't happy. Face, at all. Yeah. I mean, tight too. I'm just here, so I'll get fined. I mean, it, it is a possibility that you know the Knicks front office probably told him that you know if you can uh, perform well this season, you know, I know I know we just drafted top in and he plays your position, but if you can play well this season, we could possibly. It'll be easier for us to trade you to a contender and things of that nature. So maybe he has that in his mind as well, saying that if he can show up this season and play better, there's a good chance that you know he might be traded to a good team where he has a chance at a title, that. and in return the Knicks get some assets for him, and you know, sure. and then, then and then from then on it's going to be the top in error. Yeah, right. Yeah. You wonder, you yeah, wonder, I mean, the... or it'll be like the you remember remember Kyle Lowry supposed to go to the Knicks, and then right mm-hmm. before they traded him. He started to ball out in Toronto, and it was like, ah, yes. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Let's keep him. That might happen, too. I don't know. We'll see. We'll right. see. Yeah. Let's pause for a second. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Now, Manscaped, they're always going to look out for your ball's best interest, okay? Fellas, Valentine's Day is around the corner. You want to make sure everything is right down there. Do this for her. Do this for your lady. Manscaped Trimmer 2.0 has skin-safe technology. It won't nick your knickers. It'll keep it nice and smooth. Plus, it has an LED light so you can see what's going on down there, all right? You don't want to use the same clippers you use to line up your hairline that you use to clip your balls, all right? So definitely go with Manscaped and the Trimmer 2.0. Also, while you're there, trust me when I tell you, because I've used this. You want to go with the ball wipes, and you want to go with the ball deodorant. All y'all be playing basketball, be sweating up a storm. Get the ball deodorant to soak up that perspiration and make sure you're right when you see a lady, all right? So, Manscaped, definitely check it out and tell them KOT sent you. If you type in the code KOT, why you going to Manscaped? You get 20% off, also free shipping. All right, code KOT. When you go to manscaped.com, you get 20% off plus free shipping. So shout out to Manscaped for sponsoring us in the KOT show. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, speaking of people we want traded, right? Mm-hmm. Alfred Payton <laughs> was getting trashed yeah Trash this whole week the difference a night makes right <laughs> man 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 like historically help for Peyton has not been a good shooting point guard uh let's see versus the bucks i mean versus the 76ers he actually shot zero percent from the field bruh and finished the game with no points. None. Zip. Zero percent from the field. 
which had me going. So y'all don't want Frank and DSJ to play, but y'all okay with Frank Elba Payton shooting 0% from the field. 0% is crazy. As a veteran. As an eight-year vet. Seven, eight-year vet. He probably, he probably went to the gym early in the morning the next day and was going hard. You know, it's like, forget this. This is not happening again. And you saw, saw it worked out the next night. Now, absolutely. Now, I'll say this about overpaying. Ever Payton is a decent point guard. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played well so far, except for that one game. He ha- He's not that bad, right? He's not 0% bad. No, no, he's not that bad, nah. <laughs> so, 27 points, he, he, he helps us win the next game versus the last game anyway. Versus the, the the Milwaukee Bucks finishes with twenty seven points, shoots three from three, uh, from the three point line, seven assists, and now everybody's like, "Oh, ever played again?" What do you think that will last? The shooting? No, not the yeah, shooting. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the shooting? The shooting? No. But as far as it's- ability to use the pick and roll and get into the pit and whistle in and out of the defense. Yes. Um, I like the pass. And of course, he's always been a good passer. We know uh, the triple doubles he used to have when he was on the Pelican. 30% of his passes are to Julius Randle. Wait, wait, that was last night too? Was it last night? Nah, he, he, <laughs> not, he, he, not, he spread the ball around last night. <laughs> <Historically, laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, but uh, I, I I like his game. I think he's he, he's he's a solid. Besides the shooter, he's a solid point guard. And I, I I look at the Knicks like between the center position and the point guard position is going to be by many to me personally. I feel uh, as far as point guard goes, I would like I like Alfred Payton to start because he has experience in the NBA. And um, the only thing we worried about him is his shooting, really, right? So when he's not shooting well, I feel that's why Emmanuel quickly will be a big pickup. You know, to go in a game when, you know, uh, Alfred Payton is not having a good shooting night, then you could easily put Emmanuel quickly in. So I feel like by committee, between Emmanuel quickly and Alfred Payton, we should get what we want out of the point guard position. What do you think, Ryan? Um, Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, at the moment, those are my two guys I would have a, I would have a point guard, Alfred Payton and Emmanuel quickly. Um, Payton, for me last night, like, he showed me that, he could still play in the NBA because I wasn't sure after the second game against Philly whether um he was still NBA ready or not. But um, jokes aside, like I was re- I was really impressed with Alfred, with Alfred Payton's game last night. I was one of those guys who were definitely on him for the first couple of games because I was like, yo, if he's gonna play like this at point guard first, you might as well start quickly then because it makes no sense to have a veteran point guard in there starting games for us and playing that bad but you know i'm you know, i'm happy for alfred payton you know that he was able to you know have a good game like that but my thing is i just want to see consistency because it's like you can't you can't be having games where you score no points and then you then you come in and you score 27 another game and then the next game comes and you're scoring five points you know what i mean like if alfred payton could just you know just just give us like solid minutes you know 10 points a game, seven, you know, seven assists a game, you know, run the pick and roll well, just continue to do that for us. But I, I guess I'm going to get into it later, but it's just the consistency from the players, like, really irks my nerves sometimes. I, listen, I'm look, for me, Alfred Pritkin is a backup point guard. And mm-hmm. for me, once Emmanuel quickly 
returns i would like to make that transition as fast as humanly possible i'm not even going to lie <laughs> and i feel like the coach is on the same wing length as i am because even if you look at that first game right emmanuel quickly goes out with a hip flexor mm-hmm. right in the second quarter or whatever he injures himself flex around in the background gets back into the game <laughs> with a bad hip flexor never returns you look at the box score quickly has more minutes than alfred payton <laughs> in the first right. game of the season on a bad hip right right <laughs> i just feel like between uh dsj and uh frank like you have no other choice <laughs> but, to play, but to play but to play payton right like uh not to talk about DSJ again, but uh, nah, we gotta like, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because like, you was over what? here talking spicy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, listen, listen, that was between DSJ and Frank, right? But then Emmanuel quickly emerged out of out of nowhere. So my my whole thing is, yes, DSJ is doing good on the defensive end, right? Um, he's he, he's doing better. He's playing defense. He's deflecting balls, pause, and all of that, all of those good things, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> but as somebody brought up on my show last time was the fact we didn't sign or trade for DSJ for him to be a defender. If he's not going to do the things that, you know, show the athleticism, get to the basket, you know, attack, then he's basically useless to us because we don't need him. Yes, it's good that he's defending, but that's not what we put him in the game for. So yeah. there's no point of him playing if that's all he's going to bring to the table. Yeah, and, and I, I completely agree with you, man. I can't. It's, it's funny he was making fun of Frank's injury and somebody's out with a bad quad. I'm, I'm. <laughs> All of them. What's going on? Like Kevin Knox is hurt knee. Uh, you got Obi Toppin calf. What else? Is Knox uh, hurt? Yeah, you got, you got yeah, quick, quick. Knox got a sore knee. But go ahead. What you saying, Ryan? No, and I think this is the point I was trying to make because I think this season more than ever for the Knicks, Injuries are going to play a major role, as in who plays and who doesn't play. Because just in the first three games, you can see the impact that it made. Because when the because when the season started and Thibs had his ten man rotation, Frank and DSJ was out of it. Quickly mm-hmm. was the quicker quickly was the backup point guard, and things of that nature. When when quickly went out, that's when Frank and DSJ got their minutes. That the, when quickly went out, Frank got those minutes in the third quarter. Um, fourth quarter against the um, who they played in the first game again? The seventies. Oh, the, the you talking about the, the second game? The, the Pacers. Oh, I mean the Pacers. The Pacers. The Pacers. Yeah, the Pacers. Yeah, the Pacers. Yeah, the Pacers. Right, yeah. The Pacers. when quickly, yeah, when quickly came out, Frank went in. Frank didn't perform. So then, mm-hmm. when Frank didn't perform, then in the second game, DSJ got those backup minutes. DSJ yeah. didn't. DSJ didn't show out, but still, he at that moment he was in front of Frank. Now all of a sudden, DSJ goes out again. So Frank play, so Frank gets the minutes in the third game, and now Frank actually plays well, and now it's like when DSJ comes back, DSJ is gonna have to battle because he's not that eleventh man no more when that ten man rotation is set. Now that's going to Frank because Frank took advantage of his opportunity and actually played well in that third game. And to, and to be honest, Ryan, let's not just act like the coach went straight for Frank right after Emmanuel quickly got injured. That's not what happened. Quickly got injured. They started Alfred Payton, and once Alfred Payton came went to the bench, they went Alex Burks. Yeah, they first. did. First, Frank didn't even see the court, nor DSJ didn't even see the court. 
They went for Alex right. Burks for the first few minutes, and then the coach was like, uh, okay, and then put in Frank for four minutes, and it still didn't work out. Now, Alex Burks tried his best. Like, he was, he was, he was flamethrowing that game. But yeah. when he was the point guard, it didn't really – the offense kind of stalled. The offense stalled. And that's partly why we even lost that Pacers game because the, the offense stalled when Alex Burks took the reins. Um, and second of all, too, Julius Randle as well got into foul trouble. The bigs, the bigs has destroyed us. But, that, but that's besides Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the problems we're going to have, um, not to get off subject, but it's with uh, bigger teams like, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers, of course, they got uh, MB. And then the Pacers, they had uh, Sabonis. So, like, we have trouble with more girthier guys on the inside. You know, because Mitchell Robinson yeah, I, is not that big. And Noel's yeah. not that big. So, we're going to have to... Um, we have Omari Marshmallow Spellman no here, though. We can- <laughs> 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 that man big, man. That's a big man. <laughs> <laughs> we do I have him, put though. It- yeah, we do have him, but yeah, Alfred. Alfred, I think I think the coach. Uh, it looks like uh, Tom Thibodeau is going to go with Peyton and, and quickly when he comes back, and you know, once in a while. I mean, it's better for uh, uh, Frank. I think Frank ha- is more valuable right now than DSJ because he can play multiple positions. Mm-hmm. As far as DSJ, you're only going to plug him at the point guard. So, like you guys are saying, uh, DSJ actually might drop down to fourth on the as far as the point guards going in the game. You're going to have. Payton, you're going to have quickly, and then you're going to have Frank, because Frank could play point, shooting guards, or small forward. So. Yeah, and for mm-hmm. me, too, like, I've been I've been saying, like, mm-hmm. like Frank and DHA, right, they both have, they both have something upstairs that's wrong. Like, DSJ yeah. doesn't think the game enough to, like, to be able to set up an offense and replays ahead. Right. Frank overthinks the game. <laughs> that's his problem. Yeah. He overthinks everything. Like, he can set people up, but... He needs to be more reactive and, and be like, oh, I'm a head fake now. We're not. Like, shoot the damn ball, Frank. <laughs> shoot <Yeah>. the ball. <laughs> like, all the indicators tell me that Frank will be able to shoot at some point in the NBA, but he never mm-hmm. takes the damn shot until the last game. And he's going to get his chance versus the Cavs with all these guys out. So we'll yeah, see what's going to happen. He's going to have more opportunity than he even thought in game four. <laughs> yeah, sure. be- uh, I did want to say something about Frank in Game 3, though. Like, things that I've noticed. Because, like, when he first got into the game, like, he got, he hit that pull-up three, mm-hmm. which should have gave him some confidence because it's like, ah, right, you know, you're not going to pull up three. You know, that should get you going. And then, like, I think there was, a, there was a few incidents in the game where there was this one play where he went into the middle of the lane and he had that wide open, like, yeah. he could have put up a little floater or he could have pulled up for, like, a short mid-range shot. And I think he passed it to Julius Randle at the last minute, and then Julius Randle was forced to take an even, you know, an even worse shot. Where if Frank shot the ball, that would have been a better shot. You're right. And again, Frank hesitated on a three-point shot where he was wide open. He hesitated. He still hit the shot, but still, it's like you hesitated and you put it up. And then when he got his confidence going, and then when he was just letting it fly, I was like, yo, and and, and the shots were water. And I was like, yo, if this guy would just get out of his head, and you know, just happened, have the confidence right? to shoot the ball, huh? The, the coach. The, the coach tore him a new one because I think that I feel I think after he uh, passed up that shot, I believe they called timeout after that. Mm-hmm. And I already know what they said on the shoot the mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's scared to <laughs> shoot, yo. But yeah, the other thing is right. too, if you look at his teammates, the teammates don't exactly have confidence in Frank either because 
There was a few times right after Frank hit that three-pointer, Randall had the ball, and Randall's been passing all game. Frank is mm-hmm. open on like, him, the top, right? the top of the key on the right side. Randall looks at him, and goes, eh, "No, nah. I don't know about <laughs> <you>. <laughs> and that." And keeps it And then, right. like a play or two after that, RJ does the same thing. So I, I feel like I feel like the teammates kind of sense the hesitance the hesitancy and doesn't pass in the ball. Meanwhile, you're looking at Knox. Knox will have a game where he's just off and they'll mm-hmm. just keep passing the ball. <laughs> no That's problem. crazy, but you know what? I wish you could check the percentile on Knox's corner shots because I feel like now he's money from the corner. Every time Julius Randle drives, it's like he's looking for Knox in the corner, right? And, and Knox is starting to knock them down. I don't know about the rest of the three-point line, mm-hmm. but the corners... He's knocking yeah. them down. And, and, and that's the thing with Knox, though. At least when Knox shoots the ball, Knox has confidence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Knox, Knox will let it fly. But the thing with Frank is, like, Frank gets in his head too much, and then he hesitates. And then when you saw that he when he, then when you saw that when he finally got his confidence later in the game and was letting it fly, it was just the shot was wet. And I'm like, yo. And there, was actually, there was actually a point in the game where I was like, yo, he should, he should do a heat check. Because I was like, yo, this guy knocked in, like, two threes confidently. And then, like, I think Giannis, like, stole the ball from him and, like, went, you know, went down the, you know, fast and break it, and, yeah. and dunked it. And, like, but I was like, yo, he should really go for a heat check. And I'm like, when, when am I ever saying that about Frank? That he should have, <laughs> that he should have a heat check moment. I feel you like that would I mean? be his role eventually. That could be his role. Like, maybe not an off-the-dribble off the type of person, but mm-hmm. transition threes, quick corner threes, I think that's gonna eventually going to be his game. Um, and I just looked at Kevin Knox's uh, stats Cleaning the glass, corner mm-hmm. three so far. Um, she's fifty percent from the corner three. Okay, pretty good. Overall, yeah. three not is bad, but the corner three fifty percent. Um, pretty good. Like you said, the so kudos right. to Kevin Knox. Kudos to Kevin Knox. Um, kudos overall. I love the culture overall from this team, from Tom Thibodeau, from Kenny Payne. Overall, every person on this team has gotten better on the defensive end. Yeah. And that's probably the best thing I've seen across the board. Guys like Kevin Knox, who was pulling my hair out over last year, they're doing way better. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't. Yo, Tom Thibodeau, coach of the year. I'm, I'm calling it right now. <laughs> do you think there's a chance? What do you feel like is your expectations for this season, man? Uh, well, I I predicted around 500, a 500 team. Oh, you went like there. A 500 team. I think that you know they they should with Tom Thibodeau. They're going to be competitive every game. Right now, I. I don't see a problem with their defense. Their defense look good. The uh, ball movement looks good. The only problem is probably going to be the scoring sometimes. I yeah. feel like um, our scoring is going to come from Julius Randle. It looks like Burks, um, RJ, and probably Austin Rivers. Those four are probably going to be our main scorers. Mm-hmm. Well. So we're going to have to rely on those five players the most, and the rest is going to have to be by committee. So I think they could pull up 500. I think it's a possibility they could pull up a 500 this season. I admire your optimism, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I admire your optimism. I feel like the keys to the season, because like you said, we know where the score is going to come from. It's going to come from Julius Randle and Alec Burks. But I feel like the point guard position is so important. Like, we saw what happened when Alfred Payton was actually a good point guard. Yeah. Um, if Emmanuel quickly is a hit and he's able to 
you know, shoot from the outside consistently for us, give us another outside scoring threat, then I think we'll be all right, man. I don't know when it'll all be together. I think it'll be all right. I think we could at least get get into a play-in playoffs, right? Because, you know, the, the rules have changed. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure about 500. I'm not that confident yet. <laughs> <laughs> to say the Believe in Tom. Tibbs. You, you, you want coach of the year? He, he got to get us to five hundred. You right, you right, you right. I know, I know, I know. Tom is the eleventh most winning coach in the NBA, and he he does nothing but win wherever he goes. I get it, but maybe, maybe I'm spawned. All right, yeah, maybe I'm looking at this roster and going, what has changed that much? But Alex Burke, who we about to talk about next, <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not, but, I'm not ready to go on that ledge yet. The Knicks are shooting way better. I think um, one thing, one of the factors that we're not talking about, about as far as Julius Randle game and the Knicks in the entirety and R.J. Barrett is that they have better shooters around them than last year. So maybe our, maybe Julius Randle wasn't pass, passing last year because he didn't believe that the, the team, his teammates could shoot the ball. Do he we was have one of the worst shooters? shooters? I mean, I don't know. We have, we have Burks. We have, um, I don't know what Reggie Bullock is doing. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's supposed to be a shooter. We have quick, we have quick, we, we have quick. Burks and quickly. Right. right? Who seems Kevin, like they Kevin, could be it. We yeah, lost Kevin Bobby Nazi. Portis. Mm-hmm. Um, who was, you know, he was up and down, but towards the end, he, I feel like he was more up. Right. Right. We have Kevin Knox. Mm-hmm. And Austin Rivers has yet to been played right. yet, but. I'm not ready to, to claim Kevin Knox a shooter yet. <laughs> I'm not ready to right. play him as you yet. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're right. He, he still has some stepping up to do. Because honestly, I don't. Sometimes I don't understand why Reggie Bullock is starting. But then when I see Kevin Knox play, I'll be like, oh, okay, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yo, speaking of, yo, let me tell you. I said this on the last show. Dean Trav was so hyped. <laughs> that Kevin Knox was playing good on practice, and he tagged me in a post on Instagram. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, dude, this, you talking about practice? Not a game. Yeah, <laughs> you talking about practice, man? Wait no, till you still, get in the game to get high. Listen, I still believe in Kevin Knox, right? He's shooting, but sometimes he makes bonehead plays. Like, certain passes he does, I, I find myself screaming at the team. Like, come on, what type of pass was that? What are you doing? Right. You yeah. know, so I think he needs to keep it a little, a little basic and like leave, leave the play making the bird and, and Barrett and, mm-hmm. and and other players. No, I think he's starting to do that. I think he's starting to do yeah. that. He's like two things: three pointer, one dribble pull up, go to the hole. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> That's your right. game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Knox definitely performed well against the Bucks in the last game. I'll give him that. He 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 played like there was definitely a few possessions which I saw where he played really good defense as well, and I was like. To me, that's the most important part of Knox's growth. The fact that yeah, Tibbs and the coach staff ha- actually has this guy playing defense this season. Well, Tibbs, Mel, he he calls that quick whistle because there was a there was a play, like the Knicks were up by four, right? And I think Knox blew a defensive assignment because I think Middleton went back door. Yeah, and coach was like, nah. <laughs> call timeout. Right after call timeout, I think the next play or play after that knocks out like a block or something like that. Yeah. This is a, I, I love the way that this coach is never satisfied, and I love it, man. We'll be up by 15, and they make a they don't play transition defense or close out on the shooter, and you just hit whistle. No, no. 
<laughs> Come here. <Right. laughs> we talk about accountability, man. Something we've never had on this team whatsoever. And that's something that Kevin Knox needed from the jump. For sure. Word. Exactly. So I'm glad about that. Now, what do you think about Alec Burks as well, man? To me, Alec Burks, the most underrated signing of the season, period. I don't care who, with any team. <laughs> any team. Well, that, I, I, I know Austin Rivers has to play, but I'm going to say him and Austin Rivers. Excuse me. In the offseason, you know, they were talking about Gordon Hayward and Fred Van Fleet. I feel like we didn't get Gordon Hayward, but we got Burks. We didn't get Fred Van Fleet, but we got Austin Rivers. And I feel for the amount of money that Gordon Haywood is giving to get Alex Burks at, on the deal that we got him on, he's, he's perfect what we need. You know, he's, he, he, he's can score on all three levels, can shoot the three, mid-range, get to the basket. He's not a selfish player. He moves the ball. You know, he, he's killing it right now, averaging, what, 20, 20 points a game, about four assists. Um, and, and, wow, like a, a, fresh, a, a breath of fresh air for, for Alex Burks. I'm glad we got him on the team. And I, I – like I said, I'm not a big Reggie Bullock fan, so I wish there was a way we could put him in the starting lineup and get Reggie Bullock out of here. I agree with you, man. Like, listen, I, uh, 20 points a game, 66% from three, shooting five threes a game, drawing fouls at a high rate like he has been, because I know CP always mentions this. He's been, like, in the top percentile and drawing fouls at his position, and we're mm-hmm. only paying him $5 million? <laughs> Yes. From yeah. a 20 point per game store. We, dude, we was talking about, Ryan, we did whole shows talking about three point shooters to sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whole shows. <laughs> Bertans, gone for 15 mil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, who else is going? Homie from the Nets. Oh, yeah, Joe Harris. Oh, he got a big deal, Joe yeah. Harris. 18. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, <laughs> who else? Who else? All the shooters are gone. Dude from 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 Sacramento. Oh yeah, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Yeah, he, got, he he got like seventy mil too or something like that. Yeah, fifteen mil a year. We signed the shooter for five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he does more than all those. Come on, man. Yeah. You look at the win shares right now. I know it's early and it's crazy. You look at the win <laughs> shares right now for through the three games. It's cool. It's fun to look at these stats about win shares and. Rebounds because you know it's going to change drastically. He's top 10 in the win shares right now. <laughs> Five million dollars. Favorite signing of the season. Alex Brooks. Let's just hope let's just hope his ankle's okay, man, because that I didn't like that play where um the guy went un- underneath him when he shot. So I think his ankle's yeah. a little sore. Mm. So hopefully he's all right for the next game. Yeah, he's questionable the next game. Uh listen, we're gonna see a whole lot of Frank Lilikina <laughs> on versus the Cavs. So, Yo, if he if he could perform like how he performed against the Bucks, we'll we'll be all good that game. But if it's go, but if he's gonna go back to old Franklin Nilakina where he's gonna be hesitant to shoot and things like that nature, oh boy, that game against the Cavs is gonna be problems because the Cavs are three and zero this season. They're playing good. Well, here's the thing too, like the last game versus the Bucks, right? He was point guard right committed. You had Alec Burks doing the playmaking along with R.J. Barrett, and then you had um, Frank in the corner for the most time. The only time Frank really did anything was. You know, they passed in the ball once um, the, the Bucks scored, and he brought the ball up, passed it, and was in, and went right to the corner. So, with Alec Burks out, it's going to be – it's going to have to be Frank and RJ doing the playmaking. It's going to have to be. So, it's going to be interesting it, to see it, if he steps up or not. Is it for sure that he's out, or is he questionable? He's questionable. He's questionable. Okay. He's questionable. But, um, right. yeah, we're going to see. 
we're gonna see. I really don't want to lose Burks, man, because even the game that we lost in the preseason, when it was like, oh, we don't have this play, we don't have that that play. I'm like, yo, we didn't have Alec Burks, man. Alec Burks would torture. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Facts, facts, facts. All I'm right. feeling Alex Bur- Alex Burks game, so hopefully mm-hmm. he keeps it up. I know it's only uh, three games, but you know, hopefully he keeps it up because we're gonna we're gonna need his scoring. Like I said, we don't have. Yeah, most we don't definitely. Have that, Arguably the second scoring. best player on the team. Yeah, and, and I think the reason why Tom Thibodeau hasn't come off the bench is because if you look at the Knicks roster, it's like if you have Alec Burks starting, who can mm-hmm. you really bring who can you really bring off the bench that's gonna provide scoring? Nobody. You know what I it mean? Messes up the up the balance. Yeah, so I right. think that's why I so I think that's why Thibs haven't come off the bench. Yeah, because right. as of now, you wanna say something, Trev? No, I was going to say, yeah, I understand that because we don't have a full roster. But with a full roster, I feel like you could put Burks in the lineup and then you look for the scoring off the bench from Austin Rivers because, right. you know, Austin Rivers can come in the game. So and hopefully we'd be a more elite team then. You know, well, I wouldn't say elite, but, uh, uh, you know, a better team than we are now because we still haven't played with our, our full roster. So maybe we have a bright future. So don't 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 knock me on the 500. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting to see Austin Rivers play. You know, he might he might be a, a great addition to the team and how about he play even better? Here's my thing. Austin Rivers comes back, you start Alec Burks. Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz now you got Alec Burks. My 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 new starting five that I want is and CP said this before. Emmanuel Quickly. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Quickly, Alec Burks. R.J. Barrett, Randall, Mitch. I right. want that to be the starting five. For I, sure. I like that. Line. I, I definitely like that lineup. Yeah, but with with um with Bullock on the bench though, and Austin Rivers there, like what happens with Bullock? Like, do we want him to get minutes? <laughs> like, you nah. know what I mean? <laughs> nah, I, I, at this point, I'd rather give it to Knox. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like that could be a fall for grace. I don't know yeah. the, the coach is thinking like me, but from starter to the bench, put Knox yeah. in. Bullock, yeah, Bullock better step it up, otherwise he could be on that pine with DSJ. Yep. Mm-hmm. Facts. <laughs> I might go with Frank. If Frank, if Frank could be hitting threes like that, multiplies, multiplies, multiplies. I can't even talk right now. Multi-positional <laughs> defender. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I know everybody think I'm a Frank hater. I'm not a Frank hater, but yeah, like you said, if Frank is playing like that, I'll put him in a game over Reggie Bullock also too. So. Hey man, everybody thinks I'm a DJ hater and, and a Knox hater. So yeah, <laughs> I'm I mean, for whoever I mean, is going to help us win. Exactly. You at this rate, I'll probably put in DSJ for Bullock too at this point. <laughs> <laughs> DSJ be getting them steals, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All ball DSJ. Oh, man. All right. Anything else do, do you need to cover? Do you want to cover? I know. Did you want to talk about RJ Barrett? Because RJ Barrett started off hot. Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. game versus the Pacers. You know, nine of nine. Then he had a terrible second game. Yep. Put the clamps on then, him. Then he had a solid third game. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. right now he's averaging what 17, 17 points a game. Let's see what he's doing. Yep, he's averaging yeah. seventeen points per game as of today. Shooting seven rebounds, forty-two percent from the field, twenty-three percent from three. Yikes! 
it's still three games. Look ahead, Ryan. Yeah, it's still two three games. Can't, yeah. He has time I was, yeah, all, all I was trying to say is that if, if Barrett can give me that for the whole season, you know, get his three-point shooting up a little bit, I'll be fine with it because at least that shows improvement because from last season, that's still a improvement points per game. And this season, he still looks, like, still looks like the better player. So I'm like, yo, if you could just ma- maintain that 17, 18 points per game average, I'd be fine. Yeah. I, I think 18 to 19 points per game from RJ Barrett is, is good this year. Um, if he could get more, then kudos to him. But uh, like you said, the shooting, like, didn't one game, the first game, he shot like 100%. That, then he went only down to 20%. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the first shot- half, in the first half, he shot 100%. Okay. And then he, he tapered he, off. But he still ended that game shooting above 70% in that first game. I, which is and like, now he dropped And the second game was so terrible that he dropped down to 20%. Well, they had his number the second game. The, <laughs> what happened was everybody saw the first game. They was making graphics. They was like, ooh, the best the best top three draft picks in any season period. I've seen it on Twitter. It had him, John Moran, and Zion with all their stats that they made in the first game. So everybody in the league got it. You're facing the 76ers and Ben Simmons, who's you know first team all defense. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben Simmons, he's no slouch. Like he has yeah, he's point guard, but he has RJ Barrett in height and wingspan and everything. Yeah. Right. And that's who we went up against. He, he wasn't really he wasn't really trying to, you know, shut down Alfred Payton, even though Alfred Payton shut down himself that game with the zero percent from the field. <laughs> <laughs> He came in there on a mission to shut down R.J. Barrett, and I feel like Knicks Knicks fans kind of weren't down on on R.J. for that one bad game. It's like, dude, pump your hold brakes. your horses. Yeah, hold yeah. your yeah. <laughs> so At the end of the day, no, what were you saying? No, I was gonna say, uh, I think game by game, I think Knicks fans need to calm down a little bit. You can't get too high when we do good. It's exactly. like about to win the championship. Exactly. When somebody have a bad game, you can't say, oh, he's the worst player I've ever seen in my life. Right. It's like, it's a 72-game season. Like, you gotta yeah. relax. If you, you know? beat the Bucks, you can't say yeah. you're going to the playoffs. <laughs> Everybody was going crazy. You see the memes when we beat the, you, know, you just lost to the Knicks. I can't believe we beat the Bucks. What's going on? Come on, you know, it's just one season game. You think the Clippers is going to lose by 50, you know, every game because they lost that one game to the Mavericks? No. Nope. So, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and my and my whole thing is this. It's like, yo, RJ Barrett is a second-year player. You cannot expect him to play extremely good every game. He's going to have his down games. You know what I mean? So, it's like, you're just, you know, fair, just ease up a little bit. Ease, off, ease up on RJ. RJ going to come around. Don't worry. Yeah. Right, right. It even goes to when we had uh, Carmelo. I mean, Car- Carmelo had some good games. He had some bad games, but the majority of his games were, were, were good. Yeah. So we gotta, we can't expect every single game for one a, a certain player to always kill it. Like you have ups and downs. You have a bad shooting game. It's just when you have to, would you do it on the other end of the floor? And how do you? If you're not scoring, you got to do other things: pass the ball, rebound, play good defense. As long as you're doing that, who cares if you have a bad shooting game? Right, and. I'll say this. He's been doing that. You, if you notice, is he's still seeing the floor better, even though the shot selection the last game, last few games, has not been ideal for me. But even with that being said, his assist percentage and his assist usage has gone up. You know what I'm saying? Four assists last game, four assists game before, five assists the first game. So, um, also, what you'd like to see is his free throw percentage has gone up. Right? Right. Yeah. So 75% the last two games. Pretty good. So he's the rebounding is as good as well. The defense 
I feel like it's been pretty solid this year as well. Only three games. I'm saying this year was three games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus mm-hmm. 21 on the night versus Milwaukee Bucks. I'm giving this kid some time. It's all going to come together. Um, you also have to remember, we, we faced two really good defensive teams, or three, out the gate. <laughs> Calm down. Right. RJ will be fine. Watch how the end of I'll- the year. Watch. Watch how it all comes together. I'm not worried about I li- RJ at all. I, I like to see, uh, like you said, the three-point, at least up to like 34 to 32%, maybe, 34%, if he could do that. And um, at least five assists a game. I think RJ could get five assists a game. If, if he could get his assist numbers up to at least five a game, uh, I think, you know, it would be a great year for him. I do as well, man. And we <laughs> talked about this on our, um, our RJ comparison with uh, Jimmy Butler. Like... <laughs> He has the ability to do it, but sometimes he has a little bit of tunnel vision. And you've seen it sometimes in these last two games. But when he's on, you see he had that five assist game. When he's on, he's on. And I think Coach Thibodeau is the guy to uh, keep reminding him. He's not going to let him, you know, Julius Randle situation from last. I can't even say Julius Randle anymore because that was last year, Julius Randle. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Okay, now it is time for the favorite part of the show. The ooh picks. Ooh picks are our favorite or best plays of the week. And it's only Knicks games, guys. No, it's only Knicks games. It's a Knicks show. No other team but the Knicks. Let's get it cracking. Ryan, I heard you got 27 ooh picks. Yeah, <laughs> this is rare for me because I usually only have one at most two. But um, that Knicks and Bucks game kind of inspired me to, you know, have three ooh okay. picks. So, my first ooh pick goes to Alfred Payton. Mm. This is this episode, I'm going to show Alfred Payton some love because he had a 27-point game against the Bucks. Okay. So, the first play was um against the Bucks and Dante Divis, DiVincenzo, I think I said his name right, right there. He was bringing the ball up the court. The Knicks were basically pressing him full court. Dante tried to throw the outlet pass up court. And Alfred Payton reached up, tipped mm-hmm. the ball, got the steal, got the ball to so RJ Barrett coming from the wing, passed it off, and RJ finished with the dunk. That's my first ooh. Okay. Ooh. Now my second ooh pick goes to Alfred Payton again. Oh. Towards the end of the sec, towards the end of the second quarter, when the oh, Knicks were we're going on that 16-4 run, Alfred Payton took his took his guy baseline. He got caught up in the paint, but he saw Mitch out the corner of his eye, dumped it off to Mitch, and Mitch had to slam over somebody. I don't know who it was. I forgot, but that's my second ooh right there. Oh, Mitch slam. Always got to love that. Yes. And my third ooh goes to Frank Nilakina. Just for the simple fact, in that Bucks game, I was proud of his performance because there were two plays that I picked out defensively that he did. Where I was like, if he can just learn how to get out of his head and learn to shoot the ball, he would get minutes. Because there was one play against the Greek Freak where the Greek Freak was bringing the ball up the court. And Frank ended up being on him based on the assignments at the time. Oh, I know what play you're talking about. And the Greek Freak was like, looking at Frank like, yo, barbecue chicken, I'm bigger than this guy. I'll back him him into the paint and all that. Post-defense. Exactly. So he was (laughs) trying to back Frank into the paint. But Frank held his own. Until the help defense came, which bottled up the Greek freak, and I and I forgot if it resulted in a 
oh. e either resulted in a missed shot or a turnover. But okay. st but still, like, I was like, okay, right there. That's an example of what Frank can do on the defensive end if he gets minutes. And then there was another play where Drew Holiday had the ball on the wing. And Frank was guarding him. And then Drew Holiday tried to drive to the basket. And because of Frank's pressure, forced him to lose his dribble. And, and, and that resulted in a turnover as well. Oh. So I'm like, I just want Frank to get out of his head. When you have the shot, shoot it. Shoot it. Bro, who would have thought that Alfred Payton would outplay Drew Holiday? If I told you today, pick Alfred Payton or Drew Holiday, put him on your team, who would you pick? <laughs> Drew, Drew Holiday. <laughs> Drew Holiday got his cookies taken, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's crazy that you say that because when I was watching the game, I feel like Drew Holiday actually forced Alfred Payton to play like that because he was testing his manhood because he's full court pressing Alfred Payton. Mm -hmm. You know, Alfred Payton, Alfred Payton is like, well, I'm not going to just let you play this type of defense on me. So he's like, Alfred Payton's doing in and outs, crosses over, trying yeah. to get by him. Yeah. It's because he's pressing. It's like when you play ball and somebody's pressing you, you're not going to just sit there and be timid. You like, you got to attack them to, to get yeah, the pressure Yeah, but it worked two games before. Brogdon <laughs> took his cookies before. Brogdon <laughs> shut that man down. Alpha Bay had five turnovers versus the Pacers when Brogdon was pressuring that man full court. He couldn't do nothing. He said, not, you ain't going to do it again. He said, it's not going to happen again. But that, but uh, for my old pick, I mean, uh, I didn't know we was only doing Knicks, but since we only doing Knicks, you, you took one of my picks already. It was it was going to be Alpha Payton with the pass over the Mitch and he dunked oh. on uh, the Bucks player. But uh, I do have a broad pick, though. If we, are we doing that now? Oh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know what? I'll do my U-pick then, and then we'll okay. get to the broad. All right. I'm a, I'm a, my U-pick goes to more handle Randall. Uh, more handle now? Okay. <laughs> more handle. He got more, more handle. handle. <laughs> he, got a new, he got a new nickname? He got a new nickname. <laughs> 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 More handle was leading the fast break as he's been doing lately. <laughs> Decides to pull it back as is during the Pacers game. Kind of drifts oh. off to the left side of the court. Sees Reggie Bullock chilling at the three point line. Reggie Bullock decides to cut. Randall bounce passes the ball between two defenders into Reggie Bullock's hands. And Reggie Bullock finishes for the layup. Oh. I remember that play. Yeah. One of, the, one, of the, one of the few things Reggie has done well so far this season. <laughs> <laughs> well, now now that we're talking about Reggie Bullock, I guess we can talk about um the other part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the picks? Uh, yes, sir, the bro picks. Bro right. picks are the worst or the dumbest plays of the week. And sometimes they don't even have to be plays. That could be, they could just be something dumb that happened. All right? Right. So right, right, right. let's get to it. Can I start off this time? Can I yeah, start? Go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. I'm gonna start off. I just, I just want to give a bro pick to the Los Angeles Clippers <laughs> for getting some video game NBA Jam ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought we were going to talk about the Knicks. No, bro picks about anybody. Okay, okay, okay. Right, Bro, right, picks, right, we, Bro picks about anybody. Okay. Who picks about the Knicks? <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right. And yeah, at one time, they were down by 50 points. I could not believe it. At halftime. I said this is uh, all time low. I don't even think the Knicks would, that would happen to the Knicks. Nah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 
And then so, Paul George is complaining, saying that uh, they had a long Christmas, whatever. Like, I'm, you know, man, I'm to, Paul I'm George is the most complainingest man. <laughs> you better give that team. Yo, second bro pick goes to the Los Angeles Clippers for investing in a dude who does nothing but give excuses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, I was just I was just talking to my friend the other day, and I said, yo, I think Paul George just lost a fan. Like he he has more excuses than anybody I've ever heard. I'm not a fan of his anymore. No. Yeah, mad excuses. <laughs> mad excuses, man. He does not take accountability for anything. I could Nothing. imagine his relationships like. The stripper just fell on my lap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect me to do? It was a rough Christmas. <laughs> I ain't sliding in. She slid in for me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rough Christmas. What do you expect me to do? The bubble, the bubble, right. the, the bubble tension right. got to me. It's like, <laughs> oh, Paul. All right. Well, I, you got another bro pick? I got, I got a couple. No, I'm good. I'm good on bro picks. All right. So I got two bro picks. Uh, I'm going to start with one with the Knicks. We're going to go with the Knicks. Uh, at the end of the game, you know, when we uh blowing out the Bucks, you know, they put our Canadian friend in the game. <laughs> That's a new pick. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. And they put, they put him in the game. And they also put Greek Priest's older brother in the game. Oh, it's man. Like, it's, like, it's like a minute or two minutes left in the game. You guys are in the game just to run the clock out. Not to get into altercations and tussles. They underneath the rim fighting for a rebound. Greek freaks little older brother try to throw Brazingas on the floor, so Brazingas give him an elbow to the neck, and they both just stand in and Greek freak is just standing there looking at him like Yeah. And it was, it was kinda hilarious. I think it became a meme on Instagram. <laughs> uh, with him just standing there staring at Brazingas. Like, really? Like, but anyway, my second bro pick goes to the other team over the water. Or in Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> damn. Kevin Durant. Man. Uh, I, I, I already know. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Mellon Bull caught a rebound. You know, he likes to throw long outlet passes. He threw a touchdown pass to Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier was already almost by the free throw line. He took one dribble. Kevin Durant comes running out of the court like a superhero, <laughs> trying to chase down black Terry Rozier, and he finished him so bad. <laughs> yeah, like, finished him. <laughs> Kevin Durant fell on the floor. And one, and that was the talk of the weekend right there. That, I think they talking about that might be the dunk of the year. Thank you, Kevin Durant. Uh, 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 I don't know why you did it, but bro. <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, and, and the Nets lost. And the Nets lost that game also too. Insult <laughs> to injury. All right. Yep. Oh man. All right, Ryan. Did he take some of your your bros? Well, you took my bro with the um Clippers game. I was definitely gonna oh, mention that game because, <laughs> because getting because getting smacked by fifty at halftime, that's inexcusable. Like there's no excuse nah. for that. Nah. Alright, so my bro pick, my first bro pick, Thomas Bryant on the Washington Wizards when they were facing the Magic. You don't see this often, but, you know, sometimes, you know, players, you know, when they go for rebounds, by accident, they might tip the ball, you know, into the opponent's basket or whatever the case may be when they go for a rebound, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Markel Fultz had the ball at the baseline. He takes a jumper, misses. Thomas Bryant jumped up and did a one-handed put-back dunk on the on the opponent's basket. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> That, wait, wait, I didn't see that. That really happened? Yes, that really happened. 
<laughs> How you dunk on your own rim? Are you serious? That's wow. Wow. That I'm hit. That's, an, that's another. That's another one. That's another. That's wow. Yeah. Matter of fact, that's a whose man's is this? Because I'm whose like, man's is this? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, wow. Oh my God! I already know that's gonna be a shock to the fool later this oh week. Oh my <laughs> God! I already know his teammates already got gave it to him. His coach. Oh my. Mm. And then the wow. dude had the nerve to be mad after he one hand put back dunk it on the opponent's basket. Wow. Who was he mad at? Himself? He was mad at his teammates. <laughs> he was shouting at his teammates. <laughs> Oh, man, that sounds like a poor George right there. Blame, blame, exactly. blame everybody else. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was Doc Rivers. You know? He made me do it. Exactly. Santa didn't give me what I wanted. <laughs> really? Man, yeah. bench that man forever. For real. He's China for you, bro. And the next bro pick goes to the great, the legendary LeBron James. Lakers versus the Mavericks. He was at the free throw line in the third quarter. Shoots the shoots the shot. Nothing but air. Don't touch no rim. (laughs) No touch no net. Nothing. Just air ball. Bruh. Damn man. Air ball. Wow. Two bro picks. We got two of the uh, best NBA players in our bro picks: Kevin Durant Mm. and LeBron LeBron James. Taking keys from Joakim Noah. Too lit for New York, Noah. Too lit. All right. right. Yo, that That was was our show, guys. That was fun. Good show. Good talk. All right. Uh, listen, you know where to find us. Shout out to Dash Radio for housing us. Uh, you can listen to us on all, all us, uh, all audio platforms that SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all that noise. Also, you can watch us on YouTube. If you don't follow us on YouTube already, are you dumb, man? Go to YouTube.com/slash Nick Thomas Show. Get these visuals too, man. Get that, get that as well for sure, for sure. All right, and you can also follow us on all social media at the KOT Show. On on Twitter, the Nick Time Show on Instagram, Nick Time Show on Facebook, and also nicktimeshow.com is our blog. Definitely check out our writers and videos and merch and more. All right, D Trav, what's up, man? It's D Trav. Um, you can catch me on YouTube at Nick's at Night TV. Also, you can follow me on Instagram, Nick's at Night TV, and Facebook. Um, thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. It was fun. You know, once again, uh, signing out, D-Trap, and have a good one, y'all. All right, all right. And what about you, sir? Where can they find you, right? You can find me at Sir G is Chillin' on Instagram. Sir G is Chillin'. That's, that's S-I-R-G <laughs> is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. And, um, you know, you can you could follow me for the overreactions after every Knicks win. That's going to be my thing this season. Mm-hmm. Overreaction after every Knicks win. That's right, that's right, that's right. I'm going to try to get back to the little reactions on Instagram. But, hey, man, doing the YouTube and Instagram, I'll be tired, yo. I'll be like, yeah, I'm trying to do the graphics and go to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be done at 2 in the morning making graphics about uh, Julius Randle. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. That's our You're show. welcome, bro. We Peace. Out of here. He's a lover to where you from. But I don't know